Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Today's episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is brought to you by our sponsor, Elmhurst, a brand you'll find if you peek in our very own pantries. Their plant-based milks have more nutrition in whole grains than other leading brands and are made without gums, emulsifiers, or carrageenan. Because simple doesn't have to mean less. Use promo code HUNGRY to get 20% off your next purchase at elmhurst1925.com. As adults, we very much eat with our eyes, where kids are, have more of a regulatory system in their bodies. They know a little bit better what their body really needs. So at least when you see all of your choices, you're like, oh, I'll have some cucumber, I'll have some sandwich, I'll have whatever is in there. Hey, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan, and this is Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding families because, man, kids need to eat a lot. And frequently, too. Today, we're talking about school lunches. My kiddos are about two weeks out from starting school. How about yours, Stacey? Oh, my gosh. Two weeks? It's so close. I know. We're actually still a month out. Good for you. So you have plenty of time to play in. We do. We have plenty of time. But I feel like the whole country is slowly moving towards August start date for school. I kind of resent a little bit. The early start being in this industry and having to think about school so early. I'm just going to be honest because my kids are just coming home from sleepaway camp tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Have you enjoyed your time alone and with your husband alone? I have. I have to say it's a, it's a very like, it's a time of mixed emotions. It's one of those moments where I think, you know, you talk to kids about how you can have conflicting emotions at at once. This is one of these things about being a complicated human. (laughs) These things can happen. You can be sad and happy at once. And it's very acute when your kids are at sleepaway camp, at least for me and Mike. So, I mean, we miss them 
desperately, but it is such (laughs) an amazing time for us as a couple. And actually, you know what? This relates to what I'm digging this week. I'm going to dive right in. Yes, I was going to say, let's roll right into uh, We're Digging, which is our weekly segment where we share one new food thing or kitchen item or hack that we are loving. And sometimes it's a product. Sometimes it's a technique. Sometimes it's a cocktail. <laughs> sometimes, what are you doing? Sometimes this it's week? a cocktail. <laughs> For us, a lot of times <laughs> it's a cocktail. I'm going to talk about Aperol this time. So, if you guys go to my Instagram feed, not the didn't I just feed you one, but my personal one, it's at Stacey Billis, and you scroll back to when I first dropped the kids at Sleepaway Camp about three weeks ago, we, um, we went through Boston to drive them to Maine to visit grandparents on the way and stopped at a restaurant in Boston that was so excellent. If you were ever in the area, you should go to Sarma. And they had a cocktail that was made with grilled nectarine vodka, Aperol, rhubarb, sumac, and lemon. And if you guys aren't familiar with sumac, actually, oh my gosh, there are like so many things I am digging in this cocktail this week. Sumac is a Middle Eastern spice that I absolutely love. Um, If you've ever gone to a Middle Eastern restaurant and have gotten like just even just the plain kebabs, the chicken kebabs, and you see like a like almost a brick red kind of spice that's sprinkled on top, that's sumac. And it has a very tart flavor. Um, if you don't have it and it's called for in a recipe that you're following, you would use lemon zest can be a good substitute. Um, but I'm also working on a cookbook of chicken dinners and I'm throwing in some Middle Eastern flavored dinners and I've been um, playing with sumac a little bit too and I just love it. So the idea of it being in there with a little bit of lemon and Aperol, which has a burnt orange flavor and rhubarb, which is also really tart and this sweet summer nectarine vodka, oh, delicious. It sounds very refreshing. Like Palate cleanser. Digging the cocktail. Yes, digging the sumac. Digging the sumac. Digging the idea of nectarine vodka. And most of all, digging this idea of, you know, taking summertime, alone time for grownups, a little bit of cocktail time for yourself or with your partner and pulling it into the school year. So if this, if school's about to start for you guys, I just want to encourage you, this three weeks without our kids has been very hard in some ways, but so restorative and so nice for our relationship. And in this time, I've been working on a book deadline. Mike has had some crazy work stuff going on and we have had to move. So incredibly stressful stuff. And we have had so much fun and been such a team through it all in a way that is so hard to do when kids are around. So I just hope that we can carry it through this school year, this feeling. And I hope that everybody else who's listening, I know it's hard to do, especially at this crazy beginning of school year time, but just as much as you can, take time for yourself and take time for your partnership if you are in one and just like have a cocktail, take some alone time and take care of yourself this school year and may the force be with you. (laughs) Secure your own oxygen mask 
first before you help others. Exactly. It's so there true you go. in parenting. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan, what are you digging this week? Oh my goodness. This is purely practical. I am digging. <laughs> it's not as fun and gorgeous as your cocktail and time with your husband. I am digging grocery delivery. It's been two or three years since I've used a service like Instacart or Shipped, And I'm sure that there's others like wherever you live, there's probably different grocery delivery than where I live. Um, But we just have had like a couple of crazy weeks and the fridge was really empty. And the one way that I could kind of like nudge myself ahead in my to-do list was to have my groceries delivered. Um, It is an extra expense, but I do feel like because I ordered my groceries for the week online and I didn't do any impulse shopping in the grocery store, which is something I'm very good at, I'm like, ooh, this is new. I haven't seen this. I'm going to buy it. I don't need it. Um, I feel like I saved money by just like buying exactly what was on my list, exactly what I needed and not getting into the store with the kids and having them ask for more popsicles or pirate's booty or whatever they saw that they thought they wanted to. So um, especially as we get into the school year and we're going to be talking a little bit about meal planning in the next couple of weeks, I want to like write a permission slip for all listeners. Some A permission slip is something I'll give often to like, if you can afford it and if it makes your life easier, just order grocery delivery. There should be no shame in that shortcut at all. Um, and you'd be surprised at like the time and money that you can save in doing that. I second that here, here. Well, we should dive right in because we have a guest who both Stacy and I just really love. And, and even as food experts ourselves, we look to Catherine often for inspiration and ideas and tips about school lunch. So with 180 school lunches to pack <laughs> over the school year per child, Everybody is looking for help from somebody else. (laughs) So when we called on friends to come in and help us with this series on school lunch, Catherine McCord was the number one person on our list. She is the mom of three and the blogger behind the popular website, Weelicious, and the cookbook author behind two books, Weelicious and Weelicious Lunches, which you should have both if you don't already. She is also a partner in the first family-forward meal kit delivery service, One Potato, that serves up her fabulous recipes, all with organic ingredients. And that company is quickly growing across the country, and we're so excited about that. She also makes regular appearances on Guy's Grocery Games on Food Network. And she's pretty much one of our favorite moms to follow on Instagram because she's fabulous. But let's be honest, her kids are pretty insanely cute, especially that little Gemma who eats all the spicy foods and is barely three years old. I can't get enough of her. And also her smoothie project. I know you're really inspired by her smoothie project, right, Megan? I love it. And actually, I she's working on a cookbook titled The Smoothie Project. Yeah. She is all, like she's a prolific Instagram storyer. She is always sharing um smoothie recipes in her stories. And she's also sharing daily the lunches that she's packing for her three kids. 
and they're all different ages and they all have different tastes and um, it can really help you if you're if you need some ideas for vegetarian kids, um, carnivore kids or preschoolers because she just start, got Gemma started in preschool this summer. So without further ado, welcome Catherine McCord. I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you really? It's school time already. <laughs> I know, but if I get to spend time with you, even if it's uh, you know like this way, it makes me happy. School lunch—it's everybody's favorite topic, and you are back at it already, aren't you? Oh, I am so back at it because my baby, my baby. I'm—I'm. I'm, she'll be like twelve, and I'll be like my baby. <laughs> Uh, you can do that. She is. The she baby. is. So yeah, I have three kids. So she is not even three, but started preschool. Um, oh. it, you know, so if it, she's earlier than um, my older kids. So we're we're in it to win it right now. So does this mean you are now packing? three lunches or is the oldest not doing school lunch anymore like your school lunch no I I lined all three of them up last week Ah. for the first time and I was like oh my (laughs) god this is so real no they I mean my older kids like they they they're like ugh, someone would like ship lunch in like mom wouldn't make it like that doesn't even make sense to them so they still they they want me to make their lunch okay so your oldest is how old and going into what grade so I have an I have an 11 year old going into sixth grade. <gasps> gulp, gulp. Um, I have a uh, a nine year old going into fourth grade, and I have a almost three year old, so two and change, who is in, just started preschool. Okay, and do they all eat the same thing? The million dollar question. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, they do not all eat the same. Very close though, so they all have the same size lunchbox um, for different reasons. Uh, but my son is has been a vegetarian since he was six years old. So when I say that their lunches are different, it's because he's a vegetarian. My middle daughter is a complete carnivore. Can't get enough <laughs> like meat in her body. Um, and my and Gemma, who's the baby is like she'll just like just loves food and will eat 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 so she does love food you know we all follow you on instagram and she's the cutest and i feel like (laughs) your instagram stories of her at restaurants like eating olives and Um, and spicy ginger she loves like all the spicy veggies from the farmer's market and i'm just like impressed because i can't even eat that (laughs) my my middle my daughter the middle daughter the other day goes Gemma will eat jalapenos and she doesn't even need milk afterwards. <laughs> like, because like if you even like rub something spicy on Chloe, my middle child, she is like, ah, like death and like, I'm dying. Gemma just watches her like, what's the matter with you? Okay, but can we please talk about the fact that Chloe knew that milk was the right <laughs> answer to of spicy course. food? <laughs> yeah, because like, it, I, as I said, if she has anything spicy, she's just like, it can, it can just like, ah, <laughs> on the floor. I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you're packing three different lunches. Yes. This would overwhelm most parents. <laughs> I think a lot of parents are overwhelmed by two lunch boxes or even yep. just like five meals a week. I think that's a question that we get a lot is like where to start packing lunches. So do you have any advice for parents who feel overwhelmed by packing school lunch? A hundred percent. So, I mean, for me, I always think like a bento style lunchbox is the game changer because at least like your kid opens their lunch and they're like, ah, these are all my choices. It's not like, let me dig in the brown paper bag and maybe I pull out the cookie. Maybe I pull out the, you know, the sandwich. Like 
it's like a guessing game. So they have all their choices because like as adults, we very much um, eat with our eyes where kids are have more of a regulatory system in their bodies when they ha- they know a little bit better what their body really needs. So at least when you see all of your choices, you're like, oh, I'll have some cucumber, I'll have some sandwich, I'll have, you know, whatever, whatever is in there. Um, and even for my kids, I mean, I would say that 75% of their lunches are the same. Which makes it easier. Totally. Yes. And you love the Planet Box lunches, lunch boxes, I, right? I personally love the Planet Box, um, but there's, you know, there's all kinds of different lunch boxes uh, out there. But the Planet Box for me, just because it's stainless, easy to clean, it's just easy for, you know, my 11-year-old and my almost three-year-old to uh, to open. So that's the, you know, that's like, those are the, yes. the bingo moments. I actually wrote um, a lunchbox review last year for back to school on the kitchen for, with my five-year-old. Well, she's almost six, seven now, but she was five at the time with my daughter. And that was one of the things we reviewed on all of them. Like, how easy are they to open? So she let Planet Box was one of her favorites. And there's also a Pottery Barn one that she really loved. And I also like easy lunch boxes, which I feel like are a nice, affordable um, lunch box. And they're also a bento style for anyone yeah, looking for that, those. It, yeah, and there's um, what it used to be called laptop lunch boxes. But um, there, you know, and I think that that's an important point too. Like, what can what can you afford? What do you want to invest in? I mean, for me, I've had my Planet boxes since my my I've for like six years. Right? Like Kenny's been forever. using it. So to me it's like it's been, you know, and they don't like lose them. I put stickers. I, I, I'm a big fan of like name stickers on everything. So uh yeah, I mean it ends up being, you know, it's a it's a win win. And I just like the fact that, you know, it's dishwasher safe, not safe for your dishwasher, not necessarily for the product. Um so, you know, that's that's important. Because who that's wants to hand too. wash bento boxes at the end of yeah, the day? Yeah, not so much. Not so much. Even though I end up, somehow I always end up doing it. Right. But I like to put them in the dishwasher at least like once or twice a week just to, you know, really get them. Really get them. Yeah. I second the planet boxes. But it's interesting to me, Catherine, that you have all three kids eating out of the same version. So you have the one with the four squares and the little tiny square in the middle where you usually put a sweet thing. Is that right? Yeah. It's called the Rover. Right. So that's the one I use too. But Gemma's eating out of that one, and so is Kenya. Yep. But do you have any other considerations for when you are packing a school lunch for your 11-year-old versus your almost 3-year-old in terms of totally. volume? Totally. So, you know, I mean, some days it, it really does depend. There are different versions of, um, like, for instance, the Planet Box of uh, volume you can put. They have different models. Um, but, you know, like my daughter Chloe, like, loves soup. So I always send her with soup um, as a snack, also in a lunch. So, you know, they're all, um, you know, she's like a bigger eater. Like her lunch is completely finished all days, which, (laughs) you know know what I mean? Like not a bite left. Um, So like I'll send her, exactly. So I'll send her with a snack and I'll send her with soup in a, you know, in a reusable container. Um, So I think that, you know, it just like only every child eats so differently. I know four-year-olds who will eat more than a 12-year-old. Uh, so, you know, you have to figure out like, how much does your child eat? What are you trying to get them? What will they eat? What are those like fun ways that you can change up food and make it, um, you know, so that you can get more like fruits and vegetables or protein, um, and just really how to make it fun and engaging, not just like, ugh, like 
what what are you giving me like we don't want like all beige food in a lunchbox um but you also don't want to put just like all carrots and then be like oh god well that's true so i grew up with a mom who was a super super health nut freak <laughs> but you know Amazing. like 70s macrame like purse and feathered hair like bringing me into the health food store that stunk and like Amazing. carob chips and i was like oh and I used to go to, <laughs> I used to go to, I think I've told Megan this story before, that I was so desperate for something flavorful and sweet in my lunch that I somehow finagled, you'd think I'd be a better negotiator at this point, um, given the signs. I somehow negotiated mm -hmm. something from my lunch for a hot chocolate like an instant hot chocolate package and mm. like fun dip i was licking my finger and sticking it in the hot chocolate package just to get that like crystallized chocolate goodness into my mouth because i was like sugar something sweet like something Look not healthy because <laughs> my mom was such a health nut so it's interesting because i feel like you know, you have this great audience that knows when they look at your food that it's going to taste fantastic, you know, and having followed your recipes, I know that too. We can vouch for Catherine's food if you haven't <laughs> made it before, although I'm sure so many of our listeners have. But when someone new comes along, especially if they're not starting with a baby, right, where they're like following your recipes from the very beginning and having an opportunity to create a culture of healthy food. Do you get people who look at what you make and they're like, oh, my God, my kid's never going to eat that. Like, that's way too healthy. Like, how do I nudge my kid from where they are to where your kids are eating this super healthy stuff? I mean, you always get like naysayers. And, you know, I've I, I probably cruelly say, like, if your kids are eating this stuff, where are they getting it? Like, we are the drug dealers. <laughs> we are, I'm though. Just, it's yeah, true. I know. We're the gatekeepers. I, I, I include myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I don't, like, I don't create these. Like, sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, <gasps> don't do that. <laughs> um, you know, the you take your medicine, here's five M&Ms or, you know what I mean? Like, just bad, bad habits. But as far as... Um, getting kids to try stuff like I, I always say that you know kids are can be more open to trying foods at school than they are with you because it's so much of food is about control and our children not having control. Yeah, I mean, I like kids are told like where to go to school, sometimes who they're going to have playdates with, what they're going to wear. So food is the one thing they're going to be like, I'm not going to eat that, <laughs> and you know just to like get at you. Um, so I think that just making, uh, turning foods into cool shapes, colors, uh, rolls, I mean, any, any way that you can reinvent um, a food that may not be as interesting makes it exciting. And, and that's so much of, you know, what it's really all about. But that's a really interesting point that you send new and like healthier foods to school lunch because you're saying it's a place of autonomy for your kids, which is brilliant. But I always just assumed like, because my kids need to be fueled for learning that I want to send to school food that I know that they're going to eat and it's going to keep them full for the rest of the day. So what well, is there like yeah. a percentage? Like, do you say like, I'm going to try 20% new foods this week or like fill one compartment with something new? 
Well, I think you also, you said it too, like, you know, your kids that are like, you know, the child that's a little bit pickier than the other one. Um, so you have to like roll with the kind of child you have. And some of that is testing things at home, or sometimes it's like, let's make this together and, uh, you know, try it for, try it at lunch. Um, because like I always say, like, if a kid is hungry enough, they're going to eat things that they might not necessarily at home. You know, when a kid is ravished, they're like, all right, fine, I'll just eat it. So only you know your child really well. But I do try um, new things all the time. And sometimes they're wins and sometimes they're not. Like I said, like my my daughter um, will try, she'll just, because she's starving, she'll always eat her lunch. And then my son might be like, yeah, I'm not so sure about this. And like, I'll be like, why didn't you eat that? And like, do you want to try it now after, you know, because also at school, we forget, like, they're busy, they're talking, they just want to get on the play yard. Um, you know, and sometimes like my son can be like that, just more like, he's like, I'm just, you know, I've got so much busy work to do things that he wants to do. So food is not always exciting at lunchtime. It's more like, he's like a breakfast dinner get, you know, that's when that's his jam Yep, totally. um, for food. So yeah, you only, you know, your child, but I do think it's like great to try new things, um, at school. Yeah, it's interesting. Megan and I were just talking about this before we got on the line with you because I'm the same way. I'm a, like, pack what you know they like because, you know, that's what they, they just need to eat at school. But you're so right. Like thinking about it from a child development and parenting point of view, giving them some space and autonomy when they get to try the new foods or when a new food is presented is a really powerful, sends a powerful message around healthy eating. Um, And I just want to, I just kind of want to reinforce that because I think that that's really smart and probably counterintuitive for a lot of parents. And I think that's a great little like pull away. Even Chloe will tell me like, I'll put something new in her lunch that may, she may not know. And then a friend will like, you know, Claire was looking in my lunch and like thought that that was so cool. And she's like, I don't know what it is, but she's going to eat it because she knows it's a cool move. Like, oh yeah, Yeah. that's uh, she's like, uh, but I think that these are the moments like, trust me, that is the one thing over all these years I've learned is like kids are looking in other kids' lunches. You know what I mean? Like I've had kids eat, their parents will be like, what did you put in Kenya's lunch today? Because I have to buy it. Govin wanted it. I'm like, oh, it's dragon fruit. She's like, dragon what? So I think that like they, you know, they, they they want to try new things and you have, you know, these are, these can be cool moments. There's this myth that if you're a food professional like me or Stacy, you not only make dinner for your family from scratch every night, but you do it with joy and a smile on your face. But the truth is we are busy working parents too, which means that finding time to make dinner from scratch can be stressful. So just like you, we're looking for solutions that are delicious, healthy, and kid-friendly. The best one I've found so far is One Potato, the only organic meal kit delivery service specifically designed for families that has truly worked for my family of four. And of course it has. One Potato was founded by three parents, including Catherine McCord of Wheelicious. One Potato meals come shipped with semi-prepared ingredients like chopped veggies, prepped sauces, and sometimes even cooked shredded chicken to cut back on cooking time. Way better than a rotisserie chicken. Each week, you can choose to receive two or three meals from 10 options, including gluten and nut-free choices, and they have a vegetarian option. I love that you can customize the meals to your family size because children's portions can range dramatically depending on their age and appetite. 
To learn more about One Potato, visit OnePotato.com. And for all you Didn't I Just Feed You listeners in the One Potato delivery area, use the promo code FEED30 for 30% off your first box. You're actually reminding me, I completely forgot about this, that Oliver, my younger son, who is in second grade this year, he's eight, came home one day and they were doing a unit on um, where food comes from, but not just growing food. Also, Mm -hmm. it was in the context of um, city and town life. So they were also like going to the bodega and looking at Mm. Fresh Direct, which is a food delivery service in New York City, and looking at supermarkets and trying to distinguish like processed foods from what they saw at the farm. And it was this whole thing. And they were sitting at lunch one day and he came home and he was like, we decided today that we were going to take a poll of who has the healthiest lunch all week. And so far, I've won every single day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like a pickier eater. But all of a sudden, like everything in his lunch is going. And I was like, great. Like, I got to maximize this. <laughs> like, No. And, and I think that a lot of parents just don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, and why should they be? I mean, like our generation of parent, like grew up on um, you know, food to go. Yeah. It, it, this idea of like making food is sort of, you know, you, you, in our generation, we were like working moms or working women. And yeah. then we had kids and now we're like, oh my God, I have to feed you 21 meals and snacks a week. Uh, it's like, it's super you overwhelming. I'm kind of impressed <laughs> I know. I think I like my kids might eat more than 21 meals, right? <laughs> <laughs> 21 meals oh, and then God. double it or triple it, depending on how many kids you have. Yeah. It's a rough, it's a rough road. It is a rough road. And I mean, you know, like kids, food companies do not make it easy for parents. Except so one potato, one potato hey. makes it easier. <laughs> that's right. That's the goal. Yeah. One, one potato Yeah, we, is my organic family friendly meal delivery yes. company. So we're in eight states out West, but we do it like we we're all for the, the parent and the kid win. And do you think you guys will ever branch into school lunch? Yes. Oh. Yeah. You are the for the parent who's queen. like, yeah. yeah, for the parent that's just like waves the flag. But look, I do think, and especially as we go back into the school year for like August, September, October, these are like prime months for amazing fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And it's this is a great time of year um, to get kids trying new fruits and vegetables. And like, look, th- especially when you're going back um, getting backpacks and all your back to school items. It's a perfect opportunity in the grocery store to be like, you can go pick any fruit or vegetable you want to try and let's talk about it. And like, you know, pick this. I mean, another thing I do is like, I keep a whiteboard in um, our pantry and we, I keep the 10 foods that my kids pick that they want to see in their lunchbox or they're willing to eat or love eating. And so really involving them in the process. And then it takes the guesswork out for me when I'm shopping like I always have those 10 foods on hand and I just mix and match them. I love that's, that. that's really brilliant. Tip. Do you, have you ever considered having your kids pack their own lunches? Yes. I mean, Kenya and Chloe have both packed their lunch before um, several times. I mean, it's sort of a, like they should, by the way, at this point. Um, but I'm just like, I'm so programmed and used to doing it, which doesn't mean anything. But um, they help me, you know, for like breakfast and dinner all the time. So, but I think, I think at a certain age, it's great to have kids packing their own lunch because then they're really knowing 
what um, what's going in and they're choosing foods they want to eat. And um, have you ever run into problems like the kids coming home and saying, we didn't have enough time to eat lunch or, you know, I mean, what are their, like, what are their lunches look like afterwards? I know, we never Catherine, see that on Instagram. like my favorite question. Like, <laughs> I always want to know. Oh, I would totally, by the way, I should. I mean, I should. I just always feel like it'd be like, you really want to see like I'm probably an empty lunchbox or voyeuristic, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, we could tell. Uh, hey, this is a new, you're, you're starting a new, uh, a new series for me. I'll do it. I'll do it today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, like I said, like Chloe's usually comes home empty and Kenya's is sort of like, you know, 75% eaten. Uh, and Jim, I mean, Jim has only been in school for five days, but <laughs> she, I know, and, and it's good at preschool, they get two, I know I can't even, it's like my heart, um, but they get two chances at their lunch, which is really nice because so many, once you're in kindergarten on, like they get like 20 minutes, you know what right. I mean? It's like, it's so fast. You can't like, you can't be tough on them about it. But I will say that like when my kids were in kindergarten for a second, I would right when I pick them up, I would always say, do you want a second chance at your lunch? And that's the time at three o'clock when they're super dysregulated and just like ready to like, you know, exhausted, tired and hungry. And I found that my kids would always, and if there was anything that's left, so that was great. when they would So eat first it. of all, as soon as you said that Gemma gets a second chance at her lunch in preschool, I was like, that's genius to get two chances. And the idea of offering yeah. a second chance yep. at lunch instead of a snack right after school is also totally genius because I find that so many young kids are starving after school, like you said, and then it's like straight to the you know, cheddar bunnies and, and granola bars and in some cases mm-hmm. for some parents, cookies mm-hmm. and things where they just spike and crash and they haven't finished that healthy food that's in their lunchbox. And now, you know, there's all this pressure on dinner to feed them vegetables and everybody's tired and busy. And, you know, you just kind of like mm-hmm. it all kind of falls apart. It just starts to fray at the end of the day. Yeah. And especially if you put an ice pack in your lunch, so it's stay, you know, it's nice and cool still. It's like a perfect opportunity, um, to, you know, if they miss their fruits and vegetables or whatever. I mean, you'll, you'll find that a lot of kids are just, they just missed it. They just were busy playing, talking. So, you know, I mean, there, there have definitely been days where I, we'll all sit and be like, oh, did you not, you know, I don't, I'm, I never mean like you didn't eat yeah. your lunch. It's like, I'm, I'm more inquisitive. Like, oh, did you, I, I know you love this. You did. I, you know, I noticed you didn't eat it. And like, oh, I just, I was talking like they, they, there's some general like, oh God, I missed that. Like I always, and that's usually the real, you know, when I'm like, you left the cookie, but you ate everything else. <laughs> like, and that's always when you also, you realize like they do eat much for what their bodies need, um, opposed to anything else. You know, also if you've left the carrot sticks because you're sitting at a lunch table with all your friends, that doesn't necessarily mean anything except that friends are more exciting than carrot sticks. Duh. But if, <laughs> if you're famished at three o'clock and it's like, oh, you want a second chance at your lunch? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. going to grab the carrot sticks because those are like, fine, you're starving. And then you can have a granola yeah. bar afterwards. And great. Now the vegetables are down the gullet. Like it's a win-win. Totally. Totally. I mean, look, our our, our 
us as parents were so accommodating. My parents were not this accommodating. I know. So, you know, we, maybe we need to be a little less. I mean, my parents were like, good luck on that. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And I pick my kids up. I'm like, who wants to go for ice yeah. cream? And I have no idea if they've eaten their lunch or yeah. not. So we need to just sort of, you know, like, let's try to, like, you want to have another shot at your lunch and then let me see if I brought anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> it also is a great way to eliminate waste because that's one of those things I dislike when the lunchbox comes home. It's not that I'm, like, worried mm-hmm. that they didn't eat. I'm like, oh, all this food that I spent time on didn't get eaten. <laughs> so that second chance oh. eliminates it. Um, totally. I do want to ask, what are some of the ways that you keep your like school lunch budget in check? Or do you have like favorite products or lunch styles that help um, minimize the expense of packing school lunch? Yeah. So I think that like what, what I was saying earlier about having those 10 items, you know, that are that, like, you know, that just everyone loves and you can mix and match is a really good way to stay in budget. Um, and also like just pick two vegetables and two fruits, let the kids pick them. So you know that they love them. And um, that's just, you know, that those are the two for the week. Um, also buying in season. Uh, so if, I mean, look, farmer's markets are always my first pick just because you get just the amount you need and want opposed to like being committed to buying a bag or a pre-wrapped container of something. Uh, And, you know, shopping at places like Trader Joe's where you can get organic um, and, uh, you know, things are slightly less expensive. Um, So, you know, buying in bulk is always a good way um, or the bulk bin, I should say. Um, and I freeze a lot too. Like all those pancakes left over from breakfast or waffles, they become pancake sandwiches um, instead of bread. Um, so, you know, like muffins, I freeze muffins and then you can even put it into the lunchbox frozen because it'll defrost by lunchtime. Cookies, same thing. I love the permission to be repetitive, like that top 10 list and just buying two vegetables and two fruits for like the whole week that creates the opportunity to kind of pack the same thing. I think there's like a pressure with our generation to have a lunchbox that's like all this variety and super appealing to our kids. Whereas like I got the same thing for lunch every day. It was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a Capri Sun, a piece of fruit and a bag of chips (laughs) (laughs) every day for 10 years. Oh my God, amazing. You know? Amazing. So just that, the permission, like it's okay to pack your kids the same fruits and vegetables for the week if they're really into that and they're eating them. Totally. And I mean, that means that maybe next week it's two different fruits and vegetables. Again, like I just don't think that there's any rule um, for packing lunch and because every child is so different. But I do like at at the same time, I think encouraging your child to vary it up, you know, week to week. I mean, my kids have never eaten the same lunch ever. They, I mean, every day, every week is so different. And that's just because like, that's the way I do it. And I like them to get variety in their bodies. And I think so that they don't get bored. Um, it really helps. But, you know, I also don't like, it's, it's like you were saying, like, I don't want it to be all crunchy and like granola and like boring and like so healthy. Like there's always a sweet treat, something, you know, small, um, it's just like, like if you look at every lunchbox and you're like, all right, I'm going to get fruit, vegetable, protein, carbohydrate in there. That, that's like the goal. If you get a little of everything in there, you've done your job. That's an easy goal. I think we have time for one more question. And I wanted to pull one from the, didn't I just feed you Instagram? Cause we put out a call for questions this morning. 
Um, and Katie Joe 33 says her biggest obstacle is that they're mostly vegan. Eggs are okay with like a little asterisk. Um, mm -hmm. She's worried about her son who eats them out of house and home and what she can pack to make his lunches more substantial, which this is a perfect question for you, given that Kenya is a vegetarian. So what are mm -hmm. some things like proteins, carbohydrates that you like to pack that feel healthy, but are also filling? Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, 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 this is probably like one of my bigger stressors, you know, like today I gave him leftover rice, um, with sesame seeds. So sesame seeds are really high in calcium and protein. Um, and he just loves that. You can just put a little soy sauce or brags or whatever you want, but he loves rice. And, you know, and so like that sort of way that you're like, it's not like a real protein. I mean, it is a protein, but it doesn't feel like really heavy or something. So there's tofu, tempeh seitan, um, quinoa that you can mix with beans, which is a really good one for a complex carbohydrate, uh, carbohydrate and a protein. Um, se seeds, because Kenya is a nut-free school too. Mm. So we do like, I mean, which is, I mean, believe me, if I could just send him with a handful of almonds or walnuts, yeah. like my, he would love it, but that's out. Um, so pumpkin seeds, I do toasted pumpkin seeds. There's a bunch of recipes on Weelicious and in the Weelicious Lunches Cookbook. Um, sunflower seeds, uh, like I said, sesame seeds. Um, so you, you know, it's like even, even Trader Joe's sells these sunflower seeds that are, that are, um, dye free but chocolate coated Ooh. so they're like candy but you're still getting the protein in there so sometimes i'll put that as a sweet treat um so yeah getting like getting creative in those ways um and yogurt is a really good one they even you know vegan yogurt depending on like we said if you're in a nut-free school or and not. do you make things like rice and quinoa ahead of time and like keep it in the freezer in the fridge for the week like do you any do any prep bulk cooking for school lunches or is it just what's left over from dinner no, I'm like the queen of like on Sundays, I'll make like a big thing of roast vegetables, brown rice or quinoa um, and leftovers. Like I can, I can reinvent leftovers like no one's business. Uh, so, you know, sometimes like she's saying, like I take brown rice and egg and mozzarella cheese, or you could use vegan cheese and I mix it all up and I make, I pan sear them into rice, yeah. rice cakes or rice patties which my kids love, love. That's like one of their favorites. And I'll put some of those in lunch and they'll just hold them and eat them. So they're getting the carbohydrate and the protein at the same time. Genius. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> You've one. You've changed my school lunch. I can't wait for school <laughs> to start back this year. Hopefully there's something thought provoking. There is a for lot. For everyone, whether you're just starting or whether you've been at it for a while. And I hope people like leave, you know, send you guys messages. Cause I think that we do like, learn from each other. Like if people have really strong ideas, like, you know, share them because we really do learn from each other. That's so true. And I love that you end that because one of the things that Megan and I feel so strongly about, about this podcast is that it should really be a mix, not just of experts who are cookbook writers and chefs and people on TV, but it also should be other parents, like people in the trenches. Because at the end of the day, being a parent is really the ultimate experience. So for our third episode in this series of school lunch, um, school lunches, we're going to also have a teacher weighing in on this, Ooh, who's a mom oh, also, that. you know, but this is really a conversation from all angles and not just about, you know, experts weighing in. It's, you know, getting a conversation going between parents. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Because teachers, I mean, teachers are watching. We send the lunch, but teachers are the ones that are like watching it all happen in real time. And I, I also, I volunteer during lunch as often as I can at my kids' school. So if you get that opportunity, I highly recommend it because it's so fun to be a fly on the wall. Yes, it's, I love that. That's a it's great so tip. fun you say that because our try this at home for last week's episode was to ask your child's teacher about lunch? Like how much time do they have? What do you see most kids turn their nose up at? Or like, what do you see about portion sizes? Because the teachers know so much and they're happy to share because they want those kids to be full when they have to sit in those desks for the afternoon. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Catherine, it was such a pleasure to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for letting me be part of your fun. I love talking with Catherine and I think that her um, little tidbit about offering lunch again is the perfect try this at home for this week's episode. So when you are getting your kids back to school in the coming weeks or you're picking them up from camp and they have food left in their lunchbox, offer them a second chance at lunch. I love that. I think that's so genius. And, you know, just make sure to put an ice pack in there so it still feels fresh. But it's such a smart way to just, I like that it relieves the pressure off of dinner. I mean, that's what I love most. Right? Like if you can get your kids to eat some healthy stuff before 5 or 6 p.m. or whenever you eat dinner, you feel such a relief. You don't feel like you have to jam in all the veggies at dinner time. Right. Makes such a difference. We will link to our favorite ice packs, Catherine's favorite lunch boxes, and some of her recipes, and her list of the 10 foods that her kids pick out for school lunches in our show notes, which you can find at didn'tijustfeedyou.com. And we will also be talking in our show notes more about how Catherine really inspired us to think about how school lunch is really more than just about getting healthy foods down the gullet. And it's about autonomy, especially as they grow older. I mean, she really shifted my mindset on this whole, like, just pack something they'll eat and make sure they get something, you know, in their system. I mean, that was a moment for me. Could you hear that? <laughs> I was having a moment when she said that. Yes. I was like, oh, yes. I've been thinking about school lunch for a lot of years. And I was like, she totally shifted my perspective on that. I love her. She's so smart. She really is. She's such a great resource. So glad we had her on and so glad you guys are listening. And now that you've listened to us, we want to listen to you. Hop on our Instagram at didn't I just feed you or email us at hello at didn't I just feed you.com and tell us. What do you want us to cover? We've got school lunches happening now, but we'll be talking about meal planning and picking eaters. Ask us your questions. And if you liked listening, be sure to subscribe and tell your friends about Didn't I Just Feed You. Leave us a review on iTunes. It makes a big difference for us, especially since this is the start of our podcast. Thank you so much. And don't forget, we have one more episode coming up on school lunch. We still have Laura Fuentes from Momables, another master school lunch packer who's going to be talking to us about allergy-friendly school lunches. We also spoke with Heather, who is a second grade teacher and also a mom herself. And we had a fabulous conversation with her. And Chef Jenny Dorsey 
who has a really great little segment with us about school lunches and being a kid from another country and what that's all about and what it's like when you bring in a lunch that maybe doesn't quite fit with the other school lunches. It's going to be really good. So be sure to tune in next Wednesday when the new episode will air and we'll be sure to share that on our Instagram and on the website as well when it goes live. Big thanks to you, our listeners. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. This is Stacy, And this is Megan. See you soon and well-fed. Until next week. 